This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall, this is Mon Galash, and this is Encounter with God, where we study the Bible together. But before we do, we have a clue for our quiz. What do you got for us there, Mon? I love porridge. Okay. That was random? What? <laughs> porridge is like was so that Was that supposed to be some kind of clue or something or other? <laughs> yeah. You can figure out what book of the was Bible this, is. This person, uh, was, the, was the author of this book a porridge eater? <laughs> Probably. Some sort of ancient form of Middle Eastern porridge. I feel like every country has their own version of some really boring, basic, like, peat. Like, right. porridge or... Uh, sump in, in some places in Africa or what's that maize stuff? What do they call that stuff we ate in Africa? We had to eat like every day. We got so bored of it. And I think unless you grow up with it, you just like, it's not quite to your palate. You yep. have to grow up with it. And then like, you love it. It's like part of your childhood. That's how I feel about porridge. And I'm sure when people come to like England or Australia and have to eat porridge, they're like, why would they eat this? This tastes like cardboard. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. What book am I? Clue number three is another quote from this book. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. If you know what that book that is, uh, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can text your guesses, 0491-064-669. Ugali. Oh, Ugali. Ugali, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cornmeal, cornmeal. Like, you know, a, lot of, a lot of countries make some sort of mush out of cornmeal, yeah. Oh Very good. All right. So, Encounter uh, with God, we are studying our Bibles today. This is the 20 Million Movement, where 20 million people around the world study the same passage of the Bible together at the same time, and you get to be a part of that movement. Okay, so we are have been looking uh, this week about the life of Jesus, and we have been looking at um, I, I, his compassion for the poor, the oppressed, the suffering, the um, relief that he brought to to uh, people, the uh, way that he looked out for you know vulnerable members of our population, mm-hmm. and so we've been learning about the character of Jesus all week, and today we're going to be talking about the cross. But before we do, Mon, why don't you tell our listeners how they can listen to uh, this show if they are getting a dodgy signal or if they are listening to the delayed broadcast? Hey, look, it's very very easy. Uh, you can just go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au, uh, and listen to the live stream, like just press play there. Or you can download the TuneIn app. Uh, you just get the free version. This is like the only tricky bit about it is avoiding the little ads at the beginning that try and get you to sign up. So just X out of everything until you get to the homepage. Uh, and then search for faithfm.com, uh, sort of faithfm Australia. Uh, it's a, basically an app that has all the different digital radios around the world listed, and you can listen to anything from around the planet. But why would you want to listen to anything other than Faith FM, That's right. right that's yeah. right. So just look us up on the menu, Faith FM Australia, um, then just press play on that one, and you can add us to your favorites so you can find it a bit easier tomorrow morning. So yeah, it's really easy peasy. Mon, you are um, a walking pharmacy. Did you know that? Look, they're, they're not, they're, I'm just trying to get my blood in order after I got anemic in Africa. <laughs> You still working on that? No, I'm 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 um, rolling it down now because I tried to give blood and they were like you're anemic. We don't want you to we don't want to see you until October. So I thought in between now between that diagnosis and October, you're gonna get I'll really just go good hard. blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I want to get there and I want them to test my blood and be like, dude, you're basically a broccoli. <laughs> that's what I want to have happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said to Shell the other day when she went to get her blood tested. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, you're a spinach. Just, just in case you're wondering why, why we're having these random conversations, Mon is sitting here eating porridge, having mm-hmm. massive amounts of fruit, and filling herself with... Um, pills and thrills. Pills and thrills. <laughs> they look like... Um, well, look, they're very green and this brown. One's, looking. This one's organic iron. This one is uh, super greens in tablet form. You know how I used to drink that turtle juice Is there every any morning? other form of iron other than organic iron? I don't know. How do you know. have organic iron? You can't have organic I iron. I have organic iron because it says it on the bottle. <laughs> <while. Okay. laughs> <laughs> so this one, this green one, you know how I used to drink the turtle juice? Oh, yes. So I found one where they actually compact it into a tablet. So I was like, do you know what? Let me take a break from turtle juice and uh, and have tablet green. If you're wondering about the turtle juice, it looked the colour of uh, the slime turtle. that is on the back of a turtle. And it um, <laughs> tasted about as good. Pretty much tasted <laughs> and had the same consistency. And then this one in the middle is uh, it's um, zinc with high purity kelp. Doesn't say that from where I can see. It says hair and energy. Looks like you're eating hair and energy pills. It's good for your hair. And it gives you energy. Laugh. Okay, okay. Hair the kelp gives you energy. The zinc it's helps a your hair. Ball of hair. And I got a lot of hair. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's why I'm not taking any sort of crazy pills. Don't stress everyone. <laughs> just vitamins. <laughs> you get your crazy pill just coming on the radio. Each yeah, morning. that's it. That's it. All right, so getting to our Bible study today, we're talking about the life of Jesus, and we noticed that um, Jesus is, and God is someone who, when it comes to the poor, the oppressed, the suffering, God hears them, God sees them, Mm. and God will address their problems, particularly the injustices that we see taking place in our world. Uh, So this is not something that God is immune to, that he is ignoring. It is something that will be uh, sorted out. And then when Jesus came to this, so we we know the Bible teaches th- this about God. Right throughout the Bible, we have this picture of God that is is painted that He has compassion on these uh, members of our society. And then Jesus, when He came to this earth, what kind of things did He do to show um, to show that He was here f- for? He you know, was, the poor, the oppressed, the suffering. He was like the random acts of kindness machine. Like nothing topped what He did. That's a really good way of putting it. You yeah. know, it's, I, I find it interesting because this random act of kindness has really been working its way right the way through our it theme has today, been. hasn't it? Mm-hmm. You had stories about it. I had stories Super. about it. Now we have a Bible study about it. And Jesus was the kind of person who went around doing random yeah. acts of kindness. Yeah, seeking out opportunities to do it. And I think we sit back and say, well, he did that because he could. Mm-mm. But you know what? What? So can we. That's right. Absolutely. We're not starving to death here at the moment. No, not at all. Uh, we are all, every single one of us, in a position where we can do random acts of kindness. So why don't we? Why don't we do something? This is your challenge for the day. Do a random act of kindness. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is our number. We want you to do one. We want you to share it with us. We can share it anonymously here. But we want to start a movement here. We want to start See, a movement where people just think about, okay, what can I do today to make the world a better place? Yeah, and don't be embarrassed to call us up. Don't feel like you're bragging or crowing. We Not just want all. to inspire other people. Yes. May yeah. your may your story be an inspiration for others. Yeah. Yeah. And we particularly want to hear from from you if somebody has done a random act of kindness for you. Yes. Yeah, because my first little bit was about people helping me out. I've had a lot of good stuff happen to me this week. You know, Susie and Adam jumped out of my car in the night. Sophie looking after my pot plant for free. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. 
All right, so you've uh, you've been blessed, Mon. You I have, have been, been blessed. super blessed. I need to be a blessing. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a reservoir. I want to be a river. Ah. Blessings flow in, blessings flow out. You've heard the uh, the uh, the allegory of um, the allegory the the metaphor of the Lake of Galilee and the Dead Sea, right? No. Okay, so the Dead Sea mm-hmm. is always receiving and never giving. Okay. No water flows out of the Dead Sea. Water flows into the Dead Sea and then evaporates. It dies, basically. There is no living thing in the Dead Sea. <gasps> no way. The Sea of Galilee is always giving. There is always water flowing out of the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee is full of Life. It is so full of life. People have been commercially fishing it for about the last four thousand years, and it has never run out of life. That's such an incredible object. I have seen fish swimming around in the Sea of Galilee. That's an incredible object lesson. I love it. Isn't it great? That is great. So, what kind of a body of water are you? Are you somebody who is always receiving and never giving, or you are somebody who is always giving? Because if you are always receiving and never giving, then you are going to become the dead sea. Dead. Dead. Yeah, that's right. But if you are someone who is always giving, then you're going to be the Sea of Galilee. Which one of these uh, bodies of water was blessed by the presence of Jesus? Oh, Jesus went to the Galilee Sea. Many times. He was all around the coast of the Galilee. He went Mm -hmm. sailing on Galilee. Um, He spent lots of time on Galilee. There is no record of Jesus ever Going to the Dead Sea. Wow, I've never thought about that. That's inc- this is blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is blowing your mind as well as you listen this morning. Uh, it's also good to note, like, if someone has done anything kind for you and you're like, oh, why should I be kind to anyone? No one's been kind to me. Do you know what? This is when you need to be close to Jesus because you need to realize that Jesus is, is being kind and sustaining you every day. He's giving to you every day. That's why you can give to other people. You can stay connected to Him and then you can give to others. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, so let's all be the Sea of Galilee today and let's always be giving. And you know the funny thing about the Sea of Galilee? What's that? As much water as it gives, Mm -hmm. it receives. Are you serious? Absolutely. so cool. Absolutely. As much water as it gives, it receives. I just want to go see it now. (laughs) (laughs) Jump on the next one. You need to go there. The Sea of Galilee is actually very beautiful. It's a beautiful body of water. And the Jordan River where it flows out of the Sea Sea of Galilee, the part of the Jordan that is is where the Jordan is giving its water Mm -hmm. is nice and clean and clear, and that's where everybody likes to go and get baptized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's nowhere near where Jesus got baptized. He got baptized down um, a lot further south. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty murky down the spot where it wouldn't have been back in the day, of course. Uh But but when you get down to where Jesus was baptized, it's a drainage ditch. Oh, okay, okay. And lots of people get baptized in the drainage ditch Mm -hmm. um, as well because that is the authentic site. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's nothing like... The uh, the nice spot up near Galilee. Do you reckon it's definitely where he got baptized, or is this a, a good at guess? Um, it's a good guess. Okay, yeah. it's it's a very good guess, but it is a it's a, it's a guess. Okay, yeah. I need to like marry a pastor so I get a discount on those Bible lands and Reformation tours. <laughs> <laughs> Any single pastors out there? Um, okay, one eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number if you were in ministry. <laughs> Mon comes highly recommended. Oh, thanks, Laura. <clears throat> okay, let's not get distracted. 
I think that's a good distraction. Yeah, 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 whatever. Tom came and talked to me about your conversation the other night as well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, where are we up to? Okay, so we're talking about Jesus and how um, he demonstrated his compassion um, and goodness. But he dis- the, the Bible doesn't just teach that God hears, sees, and will address these issues mm-hmm. of poverty, oppression, and suffering. Jesus didn't just demonstrate how God responds to people who are in poverty, uh, oppression, and suffering. But Jesus did something else. What did he do? He lived it. Oh, yes. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is this. Why? Now, I'm going to come back to the answer to that question further on in this Bible study, but we have to ask ourselves the question, why? Isaiah chapter 53, please, Mon. I'm so intrigued. Isaiah. Hang on. Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, by the way, what did Jesus have to do to... Wh- okay, why did Jesus come to this earth? Uh, to save us. Mm-hmm. What did he have to do to do that? He had to die. He had to pay the price for the sin that we've committed. That's right. And the price was? Death. And there are lots of way, different ways of dying, right? Yeah. And some of them better than others? Yes. Okay, so if Jesus... Uh, was there anything else that was the, that is the wages of sin other than death? No, it's just, the way, just death. Death yeah. is the wages of sin, yeah. right? Yeah. So Jesus could have come to this earth, um, wandered around for about five minutes maybe mm-hmm. or less, mm-hmm. laid down and had a very peaceful, just gone to sleep, yeah. death. Mm-hmm. And that would have paid the penalty because the wages of sin is death. Yeah, correct. Hmm. It's not what happened, was it? No, not at all. And we have to find out why. Okay. And that's what we're going to do. But I first suspect of all, I know, but I'm going to wait. Okay. okay. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 6. Let's ask ourselves the question, did Jesus do more than just die? Did Jesus do more than just say that he hears and he sees and he will address um, our issues? Did Jesus do more than just address some of those issues by demonstrating his power while he was here on earth and demonstrating the character of God. Did he do more than that? Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own paths. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Okay, there you go. Uh, did Jesus... Work, start, at the, start at verse 3 there and um, work, work us through that, Mon, and, and tell us some of the things that Jesus experienced while he was here on this earth. Now he was despised and rejected. Okay, so he was despised and rejected. Let's start there. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever faced rejection? Dude, I eat rejection for breakfast every day. I'm 35 and single. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm well we were, acquainted we, we, we were, with rejection, Lyle. Well we were mentioning acquainted. that uh, 1-800 number here a moment ago, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, look, I, and we were discussing this the other day, my housemates and I, and, um, and we're saying how you know, rejection is just a word you throw around, but actually it's something that strikes fear into a lot of people's hearts and it, like, it immobilizes people. Just the fear of being rejected can prevent you from making moves and embittering your life. 
And um, and yeah, and so it's it's not something to be taken lightly. Being rejected, like not just in a romantic sense, but can you imagine, like let's say for example, your own family decides to reject you, reject you out of the family. That's a devastating, devastating um thing to happen. So rejection is huge. It is massive, massive. It should never be underestimated. And it's one of those things where you know occasionally I'll see somebody who will break through the barrier and go, you know what, I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm I'm just going to ignore it and 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 break through that rejection barrier, but it's very very rare. Yeah, yeah. And I know for myself, mm-hmm. I'm terrified of rejection. Yeah, I, I I hate it. And you you think of like all those issues that some people have because of abandonment issues. What that actually is is rejection. If they were rejected by their parents, rejected by the mother, rejected by the father, what they're dealing with is actually the aftermath of rejection. That's what abandonment actually is. And so rejection can be just life scarring. So for Jesus to have gone through as much rejection as he did, man, he is someone who knows exactly how that feels. You mentioned their rejection particularly by people that were that are close to you, mm. um, family members and so forth, maybe your parents and whatnot. Did Jesus ever face that kind of rejection? I thought he did, didn't he? Because, you know, he was kind of like a bit different to his siblings. Yeah, I'll come back to that in a moment, but... Let's think about this. Who were the people who were closest to Jesus? Because obviously, you know, his mother was very close to him. Yeah. Um, the Bible is silent about his father, so we assume that his father died. He could have um, divorced, but we assume that his father died. Um, I don't know whether or not his mother rejected him because she was... But who were, the, who were the people that were closest to him? No, his mother never rejected him. No, uh, the, the 12 disciples. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were seriously close to him, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when he goes to the point of his life where he fo- faces the most rejection, the most injustice, mm. the most brutality, the most abuse, how do his disciples act? Oh, they all flee. What does Leave Peter do? Denies him three times. And the last time to his face. Yeah. You know, he turns around and Jesus is standing right there, mm-hmm. right in front of him. Have you ever had that experience where somebody's rejected you behind your back and then you've kind of caught them out? I don't think I ever have like that. Uh, that's a that's yeah. a that's a that's a blessing because that's a really really yeah. hard thing to deal with mm-hmm. because you suddenly realise well I thought this person was my friend and it's like wow did they really say that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear them say that that's just really and that's what happened to Jesus you know that's just horrible horrible rejection right there that Jesus had to deal with at a time when he was just being treated in the most inhumane way imaginable. So why was it that Jesus had rejection? The wage of sin is death, is not rejection, but Jesus suffered rejection. Okay, there's the first one. Um, He was despised and rejected. Let's talk about um, being despised from him. What does it mean to be despised? I guess people hate you. Yeah, and I hate to be hated. Yeah, yeah. And I hate people hating on me. Mm -hmm. And you know how it can be on social media sometimes, particularly make a strong stand on a particular issue, and lots of people love to jump on there and just start hating on you. And even though they don't hate you, it feels like they do. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Because you have robust discussions. And I I encourage, and I, I, I think robust discussions are very good, but you come away feeling battered and beaten and sore and bruised. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 never much fun. And Jesus faced this on a level just altogether different from what we do because he was somebody who was rejected by the whole nation. And the most influential people in that nation from both sides, the left and the right, just absolutely despised him. And nobody likes to be despised. 
I think that's why we often have a bit of a people-pleasing aspect to us. We all yeah. don't really like to, you know, we like to avoid confrontation if we can. It's because we hate being hated. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be the first to put up my hand and admit I hate confrontation. Uh, I hate people hating on me. Mm-hmm. I hate people despising me. I hate be- being rejected. Uh, and, you know, every time I jump on the radio or stand up to preach, there's always that fear mm. of being despised or rejected. That's why we get nervous. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's where the nerves come mm-hmm. from. Okay, we're going to talk more about this, but before we do, this is the Ball Brothers with It's About the Cross. It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sing for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross It's not just about the good things In this life I've done It's not all about the treasures Or the trophies that I've won It's not about the righteousness That I find with About his precious blood to save me from my sin. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away. 
That was the Ball Brothers with It's About the Cross. I'm wondering, I'm just wondering whether our producer has a copy of the song um, Isaiah 53 put to music. It's kind of, it goes with our theme and she's shaking her head. I have a song about Isaiah 53. In fact, every time I read Isaiah 53, it goes through uh, your verse head. 6, we all like sheep have gone astray. Ba, ba, do ba, ba. Do you know that one? <laughs> no, I don't know that one. The one I know is actually a really Each beautiful script. Own yeah, way. no, let's not, ba, ba, let's not, ba, let's ba. not have Mon singing on radio this morning. Let me just, <laughs> ah, so oh, yeah. sing. Ba, ba, do, ba, ba. Isaiah 53, 6. <laughs> <laughs> Producer, you need to <laughs> save us here. Save us. I can't believe it. I just did the thing I said I'd never do. I said I'd never sing on radio. And there you go. You, you got it out of me. Radio. You got it out of me, Lyle. I, I tried, guys. I tried. She snatched the mute, the mute button out of my hand. <laughs> you have to understand that there was a... good a song. I think it's like Colin Buchanan or something like that. Wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. It was about to take place here. You know, music is a great way to help kids remember scripture. It is. Mm-hmm. And there's a great kids song. There's yeah. a um, there's a very beautiful song. Um, put to More Isaiah beautiful 53. than that one? Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, Shell sings it. The producer sings it. And it's just... If, if, uh, maybe if, if we if can't we, find the song, we'll just maybe get her just, to sing it's it. Gotta be on the, it's got to be on YouTube we'll or something. We'll just somewhere. get her to come in and do an item. If we can't find the song, just get, huh? get producer Shell to come in here and come sing it on the, the radio. She's nodding. And she's doing a thumbs up. I think it was a sarcastic thumbs up, but I'm going to take it as a yes. <laughs> all right. All right. We've got seven minutes. I just want to say, Lyle, we, we have like the best listeners ever. So in the break, uh, someone called up, not to find me a husband, but to tell me, uh, give me some tips on how to get my iron levels up. And I'm really grateful for that. Somebody called grateful. up to tell you that you're a pretty lady and there's somebody out there for you as well and give you some encouragement. How do they know that I'm pretty? They've never seen me. Uh, uh, probably well, because of our Facebook on page. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're we do have a Faith FM <laughs> Facebook page. Although, do you know Tom, my housemate we were just mentioning before, he told me that he was listening to our show for about a year before he met me and he used to think to himself, who is this crazy chicken? Where did they find such a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's one of my housemates. <laughs> uh, it's a small world. You never know who you're going to bump into and where you're going to bump into them. He, he's, he said, Mon, you make more sense when you meet you in person. <laughs> okay, getting back to our Bible study. Yes. Isaiah 53. We talked about how Jesus was despised and oppressed. Um, let's go on to the next uh, thing that happened to Jesus. Uh, a man of sorrows, <clears throat> acquainted with deepest grief. Um, we did not care about him, it says. He was despised and we did not care. Um, yeah, it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Okay, so why was Jesus so such a man of sorrows? I, but I guess the answer is right there. It says it was um, our weaknesses and our sorrows that weighed him down. So he was carrying... I guess the guilt of what we all do, what we all did. When you when you deal with rejection and, and being despised, it's never ever easy. But when you are rejected and despised by the people that you are giving yourself to try and help, mm. that is just infinitely harder and heartbreaking. Yeah, the sadness that he you know we told that we told the rather sad story this morning about you know one of the gentlemen that lost his wife in the um, El Paso Walmart shooting mm. and how that. The funeral home just put up a message on Facebook to invite anybody to come to the funeral because they had no family. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, you, you get these situations where people literally have no family. Neither of them had any family and there was no one to come to the funeral. Uh, it was a very, very sad story. But, you know, you imagine the sadness of, you know, he's, 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 he's got the sadness of losing, but the sadness of rejecting people that you're trying to help is, a, is just an altogether different level of sadness again. And this is what Jesus came down here to suffer and to die for us, and everybody just turned on him. 
um, just a yeah, a very 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 um, heartbreaking story story when you read about it. Okay, keep going there, Mon. Keep reading. Uh, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced with our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. The Bible says that he was beaten and that he was whipped. Did that happen to Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. The Bible says that as they dragged him through the streets of Jerusalem on the night of his trial, um, outside of the courtroom, and of course he was tried at the Sanhedrin, um, he was tried by Pilate, he was tried by Herod, everybody had a, had a crack at this trial. But as he was dragged through the streets, the mob uh, took the opportunity to basically lynch him. They were beating him with a stick. They were mocking him. They put a, a, a crown of thorns on his head and beat it down and, 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 and called him a king and put a purple robe on him and started uh, you know, just smashing into him. It was just horrible what happened to Jesus. And then the Romans, you know, they drag him in, they strip him naked, and they whip him twice. And so that's pretty full on what Jesus is going through. And, you know, we, we live in a world and we often talk about abuse here on the, here on the show. Um, I had a story about abuse I didn't have time even today just to share. But uh, we talk about abuse and we talk about the abuse that people suffer. And sometimes people, there's, there's three levels of abuse. Mm-hmm. You have physical abuse, sexual abuse, and ritual abuse. Um, and they basically go in that order as far as the impact that they have. The highest level of abuse is ritual abuse. Um, and then comes sexual abuse as a middle level um, um, abuse. And then your lower level is physical abuse. But all of them are just horrific. And very, very hard to recover from and very, very hard to heal from. Ritual abuse, of course, is when you combine physical and sexual abuse in a religious context. Um, and people that go through that, you know, they basically don't come back from it outside of the direct divine miraculous intervention of God. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of just doesn't happen. And yet when we look at the story of Jesus, was, did he suffer physical abuse? Absolutely. Okay, now let's think about this for a moment because we always make it a little bit nice whenever we depict what happened to Jesus. Mm -hmm. What happened to Jesus is never depicted in its reality, ever. You will never see it. You'll never see it on a crucifix. You will never see it in a play. You will never see it on any form of dramatization of what happened to Jesus. But the reality is, and this is how it worked in Roman times, is that if you were going to be whipped as he was, or if you were going to be crucified, part of that punishment was humiliation. And they would strip you naked and drag you through the streets naked. Um, and when people were crucified, that's how they were crucified. When people were whipped, that's how they were whipped. Now, I want you to think about this because we often don't like to Consider the thought. But if you take somebody today and strip them naked and humiliate them in front of a crowd of people. That's sexual abuse. That's what we call sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And it was combined with physical abuse. And it was done in a religious context. That's ritual abuse. That's Mm -hmm. the highest level of abuse that any human being can ever suffer. And we have to ask ourselves the question, why? 
Yeah, why? Because you said he could have just laid down and die. So why did he go through the way? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Jesus lived a really horrific life when you stop and think about many of the things that he went through. Now, of course, he had the, the blessing of being able to be a blessing to others, and that's just a huge blessing right there. Uh, but he lived a really terrible life. If you think about Jesus' childhood, and we haven't really talked about this, but Jesus growing up in Nazareth, it was a rough town. I mean, a seriously rough town. Um, we could go into details about that and the rejection that he would have faced as a child from his peers, the rejection from the religious leaders. The story goes on and on. The question is why? And the answer is very simple, and I want you as a listener today to think about this. Jesus didn't just want to spend eternity with you. He wanted to do more. He knew that you would live a short few years here on this earth, and he wanted to be your friend right now. He suffered all of this so that when you suffer it, Jesus can place his arm around you and he can say, I can, I know what you're going through. I've been there. I've experienced it. I've gained the victory over it and I can get you through this. That's why Jesus suffered for us. This is Chelsea Moon with Before the Throne. Yeah. 
to mind when you think of studying nursing practical experience a rewarding career great employment prospects when you think of nursing think of avondale college of higher education 92.7 percent of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree with credible experience and with friends for life to apply now visit avondale.edu.au it's higher education designed for life Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Put an old ragged cross The emblem of suffering and shame How I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners were slain So I will cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies I Back with the breakfast show. This is Faith FM. We have come into the last segment, the question of the day. Before we do that, I'm going to hit you with a double clue for our quiz because I think I forgot to do one. Why well, we just have an? Oh yeah, we have an extra one this time. Okay, what book of the Bible am I? My author was a fisherman, and I precede the book of First John. So give us a call if you know who that is. One eight hundred Faith FM. One 843 Text your answer zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you will win yourself the prize if you get the answer right. Lyle, it is time for you to answer questions. Okay, what is our question of the day? What is our quad for the day? Question of the day. What's wrong with your phone? Oh, your cards are in the way. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Lyle, yes. how long did it take for Jesus to be crucified? Because we've been talking about the crucifixion this morning. Yes. And uh, actually, it was, really, it was really heart-wrenching to know that he didn't have to die the way that he died. He went through all that so he could be closer to us. I actually suspected that the answer as to why he died like that was more to do with the fact that he was showing the world the character of Satan we ran out of time. Yeah. I wish we'd had time for you to, to really discuss that, Mon, because it's such an important part of everything that took place. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the question has been asked, how long did it actually take for him to be crucified? Because crucifixion is a 
terrible process. But yeah, tell us more. Six hours. Ooh. Yeah, not nice at all. Basically, uh, crucifixion was invented by the Persians around 300 BC. Interestingly, the crucifixion was prophesied um, about 300 years before. In the Bible, it was prophesied about 300 years before it was invented. Um, but it was invented by the Persians, and it was invented as a way of torturing somebody to death while keeping them alive. That was the basic uh, premise behind it. Different couple of different ways of doing crucifixion. You could crucify somebody on a pole in which their arms would be above their head, and without being able to put weight on their feet, they would die in 10 to 30 minutes because it's basically impossible to breathe. Uh, but the Bible says that Jesus was crucified on a cross, not on a stake, and that was why Jesus lived for six hours, which is actually a fairly short death for crucifixion. Um, it wasn't uncommon for people who were crucified with their arms outstretched to last for 24 hours or even up to three days. Oh, that's terrible. Um, thieves who were crucified would be tied to a cross, and those that were tied up uh, could last for a fortnight. Fortnight. Yes. Uh, Because they were able to continue breathing and they'd basically die from um, blood poisoning, from from exposure and dehydration. So, yeah, it it was a really, really horrific way to die. But what happens with crucifixion is that they drive a about a seven inch nail through the median nerve in your wrist, which is one of the most painful things that can possibly happen to anybody. And your weight is supported from that. And then they, of course, they do the same in your feet and ankles. Um, and the way that you breathe is you've got to push down on that nail that's through your feet and your nan- ankles to lift your your weight up so that you can actually take a breath. And the person dies once their leg muscles give out, basically, is, is, is how it happens. But in that process, um, once the whole weight becomes supported just on the arms, it um, over time it dislocates the shoulders, followed by the wrists, followed by the elbows. The arms extend and just sort of hang by skin and muscle. Um, yeah, by about 200 millimeters longer than normal. It's just a really, really horrific... I, I, I probably should stop. Yeah, I'm feeling queasy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this is this was horrific. We need we 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 cannot underestimate what Jesus did for us, as far as physical suffering goes. Um, and there's there's no way we can even begin to wrap our heads around the fact that Jesus chose to die in such a way, um, for two reasons. One, because he wants to be our best friend, and he knows that we're going to face horrific suffering here on this earth, and he wants to be able to be here with us when we go through that um, and also by that taking place he is able to expose satan for who he truly is to really truly expose his character yeah so there's a a few um a few thoughts on the cross if you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. You can also send in your questions via email, especially if you have a lengthy one. Uh, our website is faithfm.com.au and just click the contact button and you'll see a field where you can type in as much as you like. This is Jesus Submitted like a gentleman And let them nail him there and prayed Forgive them, for they know 
close and there never was such a meeting place as Calvary. There never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man. And there never was a pulpit like the cross. What a crowd was gathered on the hill of Calvary that day, not long before Christ's was one as his own mother watched and wept beside a friend whom Jesus loved Christ said dear mother when I'm gone he'll be your son oh there never was a pulpit like the old rugged cross and there never was such a meeting as Calvary, there never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man, and there never was a pulpit like the cross. A guilty man was hanging on another cross that day. Convicted of some thievery, his sin and suffering, Jesus saw some good in him, and he forgave that man and said, Today into my heaven enter in. Oh, there never was a pulpit like the old rugged cross, and there never such a meeting place as Calvary. There never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man. And there never was a pulpit like the cross. As you sit and pray in comfort and in finery, Without a thought of shame, regret, or loss Just think of Jesus on that hill in pain Too awful to be born And remember that old pulpit called a cross Oh, there never was a pulpit like the old rugged cross and there never was such a meeting place as Calvary there never was a greater lesson preached on love by mortal man and there never was a That was Vocal Union. There never was a pulpit like the cross. You're listening to Faith FM, and we have come to the end of our show, and Mon is busily 
crocheting a, a rather amazing blanket. You're going to have to make one for your other friends now. Yeah, you I know, make a, the, make yeah. a blanket for every random act of kindness you get. You might get a bunch more. <laughs> Busy for the rest of my life. Yeah, like, look, I have picked out a, a, I think the only book I could possibly have picked out today. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Just, it was such an obvious choice. I couldn't resist. Uh, so today's giveaway is a freebie. Um, it's called The Desire of Ages. Uh, the Library of Congress in the United States considers this to be the best book ever written on the life of Christ. Really? Absolutely. I didn't know that. Mm. I did know that Mel Gibson... was an American author, and of course they're going to promote an American author. But oh, of course, yeah. 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 I did know that Mel Gibson uh, turned to this book to use as um, inspiration when he made the Passion of the Christ film uh, years ago. Along with a few other dodgy sources, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was uh, one of the sources, yeah. Yeah, this book is... is is the life of Christ, basically the life story of um, of Jesus. It's God's greatest gift, uh, and it's a gift for you today. So give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Uh, this will go through his birth, his life, his ministry, and, of course, um, his crucifixion, which we talked about today. Uh, we talked about his life uh, extensively today, talking about um, his, his life of giving, his life of doing acts of kindness. Um, so if you want some inspiration, you want to see how the Master did it, Give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. First person to call through will get a copy of The Desire of Ages by E.G. White, God's Greatest Gift. There you go. And, of course, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, give us a call. We'd love to study the Bible with you. Um, The best thing that you can do when it comes to studying the Bible is actually just to simply read it for yourself. Anyway, we're going to listen to Alison Krauss next with The Cox Family. And the song is... Jewels. You're listening to Faith FM Radio. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Like the stars of the